Welcome again uh, to Mosaic Christian Fellowship for our worship service. Uh, today we have a very special um, guest speaker, uh, Pastor Sam from KM. Uh, I just got back from three days in Denver, meeting up uh, with a missions organization over there, learning about what they do, and um, I can't tell you how much I was just reinvigorated. My eyes were opened up again to what God is doing overseas in actually some of the most difficult nations to be in. It's been a while because of COVID, we haven't been able to mobilize and go uh, to these places, but I forgot how much God is doing. And whenever we learn and talk about missions, it opens up our hearts and opens up our minds, and we forget about us for a little bit, and that's a good thing. And we learn again what God is doing so that we can participate in that. We're all looking to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. The Bible just tells us that it's the mission of God. If you're here um, and you're kind of new, Mosaic uh, and Chode, we have a unique relationship where we've decided to be two independent churches, uh, legally, ecclesiastically. Uh, we're two independent churches, but have de decided to depend on each other. And so we call that interdependence, uh, where we are independent churches, but we have decided to depend on each other in two areas. One is education, and that's why we have education pastors come and preach, but the other one is missions. And the Chode missions pastor is Pastor Sam Ahn, who is here to give us today's word. And Pastor Sam is not only their missions pastor, but he actually has spent a lot of time ministering to young people, um, to, uh, to college students on college campuses. That's actually his kind of original uh, ministry. Uh, bringing the gospel uh, to college campuses, but he's had a lot of different experiences, um, experienced a lot of different fields, and now he leads um, a lot of things at Chode, but one of the things that he leads at Chode is missions. And to be honest, we haven't found a lot of great ways to partner yet. Uh, we're still um, at the beginning phases of our interdependence, uh, but we're looking for more ways to come together. And so Pastor Sam is here to tell us a little bit about mission and word of God. And so let's welcome him as he comes to the pulpit. Hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, can you hear me? Okay, good. Uh, as uh, Pastor Dave uh, mentioned about this uh, our relationship between Chode and uh, Mosaic. And then, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you guys are in, uh, independent church, but then and two independent churches, we uh, help each other and serve each other specific and a unique area of ministry so that we call it interdependence, okay? That's the, the right uh, terminology to explain uh, about the relationship between you and us. And uh, good morning, everyone, yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, uh, I just came from the uh, uh, looks like a different country. It's from KM. KM is, uh, yeah, speak about in Korean and then the language barrier and then cultural barrier. But then I'm here is uh, another country that, yeah. <laughs> and now is I'm a little uh, nervous because uh, uh, since I joined the uh, ministry from KCCC to KM ministry, uh, I've never got a chance to speak in English uh, around the uh, eight to uh, nine years, yeah. But then it's, uh, now it's, um, I need to, I have to speak in English, right? <laughs> okay, I'm so thankful and that uh, Pastor Dave gave me the uh, opportunity to speak uh, brothers and sisters uh, in this wonderful congregation, Mosaic Christian Fellowship. Actually, I like uh, this uh, name of the church, Mosaic Christian Fellowship. 
Uh, as you know, that the uh, mosaic was a part of a KM ministry, uh, uh, church, Chodek Community Church. But now it's a you became an independent, actually it's an interdependent uh, church. And I've had a pleasure about witnessing that your growth of ministry and uh, becoming an independent church. And uh, becoming an independent church is, uh, does not mean that uh, Mosaic must take care of uh, all the ministry responsibilities alone. And I mean, the, uh, there's a kind of a ministry area that we work together. And uh, already as uh, Pastor Dave mentioned about the missions and education, that's the, uh, those uh, two ministry areas uh, we work together uh, strategically. And Chode has a lot of experience and resources, and uh, uh, especially in these two ministry areas. So when we work together, and we, when we serve this ministry together, and a lot of good outcomes uh, can be shared each other uh, for uh, you and us. So at this time, is, uh, I'd like to speak about the, one of the, uh, the, one of the ministry that we, not, uh, we, want to, we wanted to work together, the, which is missions. And uh, let me start uh, one very important question. Uh, who do you think is the main character of history? I mean, the protagonist of the uh, history. It is God. Are you guys with me? Yeah, God is the protagonist of the history. And that is why we call history in a his story. His story. God takes the initiative in planning and leading history. And in our eyes, the history seems to proceed naturally according to the passage of time. But if we look back on the history of a human being, it is not difficult to find out. It is not difficult to see that it is proceeding according to God's planned timetable and without any errors and mistakes. The COVID-19 pandemic and that entire world has been suffering nearly for two years. It looks like uncontrollable right now. And it has been recently getting worse and getting worse as more people are infected with the COVID-19 virus due to another variant, Delta variant. And people are frustrated because no one seems to know when it will end and be possible for us to go back to normal life. We cannot control, honestly, this tiny invisible coronavirus with advanced science and technology. But even this terrifying situation is allowed it and controlled by God. And proceeding according to God's plan and timetable, I'm convinced that God is in control. Amen? God is in control, and it will be done in God's appointed time. The theme of the history led by God is redemption. Redemption. The plot contains the process of saving human beings and the word from the power of darkness and Satan. So redemptive story is the main storyline that runs through the entire Bible and is a major theme that binds the Bible into one book. So these God's redemptive stories in the Bible called missions. The redemptive story of God is 
missions. In fact, the word mission cannot be found in the Bible. But however, if we read and meditate on Bible story, Bible word, God's word, from, as written from Genesis to Revelation, you can easily discover what mission is and why God does missions and uh, how he is doing missions. Therefore, it is not an exaggeration to say that the Bible is the book of missions. And we cannot understand God's mission without reading the Bible. So in order for us to understand God's mission, we have to read and meditate God's Word, Bible, every day. That's the best way for us to understand missions. And mission is a comprehensive term that encompasses God's plan and method for saving and restoring the world. And the commission given to man as well. His commission given to man. And it is not a philanthropy or a volunteer works conceived by man, nor is it initiated by the great missionary like William Carey or by the disciple of Jesus Christ and Apostle Paul. Mission is totally God's work that God started and accomplished and finished. That's why mission is described using the Latin word missio dei, which is my sermon title, missio dei, which means mission of God. Mission of God. God's mission. Not our mission. Not the uh, mission of a church. God's mission. But we often make a mistake to think of missions as an annual event of a church. And some people think that they have done all the responsibility for missions by participating short-term missions once a year or sending some support to missionaries in the foreign country. Of course, it is undeniable fact that the short-term missions and supporting missionaries are important tools to accomplish God-given missions. To us. However, God's mission is not limited to short-term missions and supporting missionaries. And due to uh, COVID-19 pandemic, all mission projects of the church have been canceled for two years in a row and leaving a lot of regrets. And summer is the actually busiest time okay, uh, of the year for me. But uh, I'm uh, usually struggling okay, with uh, mission teams uh, throughout the summer, uh, month of June, July, August, even uh, September. But uh, I have a lot of room for another ministry right now. I'm a little bit worried about this. Uh, I'm going to be un- unemployed <laughs> because of the COVID-19 pa- uh, pandemic. Uh, however, however, if we are unable to participate in short-term missions, we don't need to regret it too much because there are many ways to participate in God's missions. There are many ways to participate in God's missions, even if we are not going on missions to abroad. 
If you look around, and there are so many families, they are struggling with their family members. And neighbors, they do not know who God is. And also, they are drifting away from their faith in God. Spreading the love of Jesus Christ to them and serving them with the heart of, heart of God is also God's mission that we must, we have to participate in. Also, raising our children who have a different cultural background. And with God's word and prayer is a big part of missions. And it is also important that to pray, pray for safety and works of the missionaries who are serving the ministry in South America and North Africa and Central Asia that Chode and Mosaic serves right now. They are struggling right now in the mission field without no support. Not enough the, uh, the financial, financial support as well. So, you and us, Chode and Mosaic, even though we are not going out and share the gospel in abroad, we have to pray for them, pray for their safety, pray for their ministry. The Bible declares that the ultimate purpose of mission is to restore God's kingdom and to redeem all the people of the world to praise and worship God forever. This purpose is found in Revelation, book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 9 to 12. Can you guys read it all together? Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 12. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribe, and all peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with a palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever, forever. Amen. 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 What a wonderful picture that every single one of us from every single one of the places worshiping God together. Reverend John Piper, uh, who is well known to us, quote these verses in his book, Let the Nations Be Glad, and he defines the purpose of missions as that all the nations become the people of God and rejoice and praise the greatness of God. With this purpose, mission is to preach the gospel to people who live in places where there is no worship and let them build a church to worship God together. He defines mission exists for worship. We are here for worshiping God. Amen? 
That is why we have to commit the missions. God uses a special method to accomplish this wonderful purpose of missions. The special method is man, like you and me. God uses a man, the human beings, to accomplish the ultimate purpose of missions. The Bible shows us that God calls people and leads them into the missions. And God has a power that created heaven and earth. And also, He can use this power to make everything perfect at once. But God still looking for a person like you and me to carry out, to complete the purpose of missions. God still looking for the one person who committed his missions, who responds to calling from God for his missions. The first person, the first person that God chose to fulfill the purpose of a mission was Abraham. Abraham. Galatians chapter 3 verse says about Abraham like this. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be glad. According to the scripture, God called Abraham to save the Gentiles like us. And God opened the way for the Gentiles to receive blessing through Abraham because God wanted to save not only Israelites but also people of the world. However, in the eyes of Jewish people, in the eyes of Jew, this verse is neither understandable nor acceptable because they still strongly believe that God chose them to be the descendant of Abraham. They believe that God chose them to be saved only. But their belief is wrong. Their belief is different from God's will. In Genesis chapter 3, 15 says, God, uh, in Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter 3, 15, God proclaimed his will and plan to save people in the world. The many theologians said, it is the first gospel that God proclaimed the plan to save the world as soon as Adam and Eve fell into the sin and received the penalty of death. So it is called Proto-Evangelium. Okay, let us read Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 said together. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And this verse, this verse proclaims the good news 
good news gospel that the descendant of a woman will crush Satan's head and save mankind. This is the gospel, right? At the same time, it testifies that gospel is a story about Jesus Christ, the descendant of a woman and descendant of Abraham at the same time. Gospel is a good news. Gospel is good news that God wants all the people to be blessed and to be saved through Jesus Christ. This is the gospel. This is gospel. Today's passage, Genesis chapter 12, records the details of how God called Abraham and made his covenants with Abraham. And this chapter, such an important chapter, and for every single one of the Christians, this chapter is a starting point that God finally moves to fulfill the plan of salvation for mankind, proclaimed in Genesis chapter 3.15. The Bible and shows through this chapter how the promise of God was fulfilled in the past and present and the future. The historical fact that the Israel became a nation, the former tribe, small tribe, and the Israelites are multiplied in number through the Exodus event recorded in the book of Exodus that shows the fulfillment of covenant in the past. And it can be understood as the fulfillment of covenant in the presence that God opened the way for all human beings who were under the power of Satan to become descendants of Abraham and the people of God's kingdom through the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a covenant, fulfillment of covenant in the presence. We are part of the fulfillment of covenant in the present. And lastly, through the second coming of Jesus Christ, as recorded in the book of Revelation, God completely restored the eternal kingdom of God and shows the fulfillment, the covenant in the future by illustrating God's master plan about the new heaven and earth. This is the fulfillment of God's covenant for Abraham. So, the essence of God's covenant with Abraham is the promise to make Abraham a source of blessings and also to bless the descendant of Abraham. God's plan to make all nations the people of God through Abraham and his descendants was fulfilled through the obedience of Abraham and Jesus Christ. And it continues to fulfill through the faithful disciple of Jesus Christ and you and me, who are, fulfilled, who are filled with the Holy Spirit and obey to God's word. God's covenant given to Abraham still continue to be fulfilled through the disciple of Jesus Christ like you and me. It's an ongoing project 
It's an ongoing project. In obedience to God's calling, Abraham left his homeland and relatives in faith and moved forward to where he did not know. In obedience to will of God the Father, Jesus Christ came to this world, came to us without taking equality with God and complete salvation of mankind through the death on the cross and his resurrection. Let me conclude with one more question, my sermon. Have you ever heard about the country named Joseon? Joseon? Joseon is uh, uh, another name of Korea. Another name of Korea. And uh, Lee Dynasty and Joseon. The gospel reached Joseon, which was a small and poor country more than 100 years ago. And through the missionaries, who responded to God's calling and committed their life and obeyed God's command to move on. Missionary, most of the missionaries actually came from the United States. They came to Joseon and proclaimed the gospel to the hearts of the people in Joseon. And then they received the gospel from them and became a member of the church and devoted themselves to expand the kingdom of God in Joseon. As a result of dedication of young and talented people who responded to God's calling, Korea has experienced a spiritual revival that is very, very rare in the world and has become a country sending missionaries, over 20,000 missionaries, all over the world. It's the second largest country that is sending a missionary. And after a few years later, Korean immigrants came to the United States, actually Hawaii. And they had established a church and passed on the legacy of faith to the next generation so that, so that diaspora church of Korean immigrants, first generation and second generation and Korean American church are being established and developed in this land like Chode Church and Mosaic Christian Fellowship. As the result of the dedication of young and talented missionaries from the United States, and we became a descendant of Abraham, and then establishing a church, and also spreading the gospel right now. This is an amazing privilege that from God. In order for us to keep passing down a baton, baton of spiritual revival to next generation, 
We need to keep moving forward to reach out unreached people with the gospel and continue to build up the church of God to worship God together in our place. Now is the time to respond to God's calling for missions, even though COVID-19 pandemic threatening us. Mission has to move. I want to bless each one of us in this room with the name of the God of missions so that we will become a man of God who can respond to that calling with a joy and obedience. Again, mission is not something that can be done only by going to distant places. There is many places that we can reach out with the gospel around where we live and work. Now you can start share the gospel with your neighbors and proclaim the gospel to them. God is mission of God. The Bible is the book of missions and the church is God's institution for missions. And God has called you and me who are member of the church, Chode and Mosaic, to, feel, to fulfill the God's missions. Amen. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much for giving us your missions. And we are here to respond to your calling, Lord. Lord, make us humble before your commandments and help us to respond to your calling. Thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.